This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Just two minutes after seven o'clock, progressive talk on Capricorn FM. We saw the president receiving the first consignment of the vaccine for COVID-19. And I actually saw it was uh, from the airport, was followed by vehicles. There seemed to be quite a number of vehicles. So it is safe up to that end. And, and so, but what happens? What are the plans? So we've heard what the plan is in as far as the national department is concerned. And there may be details forthcoming from there. What is the plan for Limpopo province? The MEC, Dr. Popiro Matuba, is on the other end of the other end of this line. MEC, good evening. Welcome. Uh, evening, Gamula, and evening to all your listeners, and, and thank you very much for inviting us. Good evening, good evening. Of course, this is a question that you've been asked numerous times in the past week or two, MEC. What is the plan for the province on COVID-19 vaccination? I think, uh, Gamula, the, the plan is, as you, you have heard the minister, that from now the vaccine will be going through the quality assurance, including efficacy and uh, issues of safety, side effects, and all those uh, that need to be done for any single medicine as it enters the, the country. Now, immediately after that, uh, they, the minister is indicated for 10 days. They, let's give that period 10 days. So last week, you remember I said between 7 and 14 days. So yes, indeed, the minister confirmed the 10 days. Mm. We are expecting the virus uh, the, the, the vaccine, the vaccine my, yeah. my, my apologies, yeah. the, the vaccine in the in the province from day 10 onwards. Mm. When the virus uh, arrives in the in the province, we we are going to start with our process of vaccinating. Firstly, the virus will be delivered in. We have got 39 centers mm. of our facilities, mm. which are accredited. Remember this, the, the current vaccine, uh, it, 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 its storage requirement is between 2 and 8 degrees. Mm. So that is the temperature which we are currently storing even a uh, majority of our vaccines. Most of our storage as a temperature in terms of our fridge, fridges is around 4 degrees. Mm. So all these vaccines will be delivered in 38 of our facilities, including the 39, will be our pharmaceutical depot. Then what happens is that as a province, because this is phase one from national, we further divided phase one into phase 1A and phase 1B, as mm. in Popo province. Mm. Phase 1A, and then how did we divide it? We mm. then went to look at our healthcare worker and divide them into five categories. Just to give you a, 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 a how it is. Mm. A category one, for instance. Mm. These are those uh, healthcare professionals who are conducting what we call uh, aerosol generating a procedure. These are procedures, for instance, when you are intubating a patient, when you are ventilating a patient, when you are doing a test. No, when you do that test, you collect the swabs from the nose and also from the oral cavity. So those are the, the high risk. They are number one in terms of exposure of the virus, followed by category two would be those who are working in the COVID ward or in the PUI ward. But also up to the last one, in terms of that degree of risk, the last one would be those who are not in contact with the patient. Mm. So we did those five categories in order for us to be able to see so that if in case we run short, 
we know that those who are at a high risk are covered first. So 1A will be including category 1 and category 2. Mm. And then 1B will be including those other categories. Now, we have received a total number of 44,500 in terms of paper that we are expecting that to be delivered after they they turn, Mm. uh, that 44,500. So from that 44,500, we we are it's 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 the number that a uh, national has looked into our personal system. These are people who are employed in the Department of Health. Mm. But then from where we are sitting, we said that that's why we came up with these categories one to five. Mm. To say, let me give an example. My security guards are not employed permanent. They don't have a personal number. So they are not counted when it comes to 44,500. Mm. But let's look at the risk. Everybody who enter our facility, you you come into contact with the patient. Whether you know your, your status, you don't know your status, you are under investigation. Security guards are exposed to you. In some areas, they are the ones who are even screening us for our temperatures and, and all those. They are searching our cars. They are in contact with us. Mm. That is why we are saying as a province, while the 44,500 is looking at those on person, mm. we would want to use these issues of categorizing such that security guards can come into category three there, mm. where they will be classified with our staff members who might not be healthcare professionals, but are health workers like you. So are these security guards that are found in hospitals, or you mean those that are in close proximity with those that are working in this field and exposed? No, we are talking about security guards who are employed in the Department of Health. Okay. Remember, they are not employed directly by the Department of Health. Mm. The department has appointed contractors, mm. and those service providers who, who are the ones who own these security companies, they go and appoint this security guard. Mm. So the guards are not in the direct employment by the Department of Health. Okay. But by nature of being appointed by that service provider. All right. The, no, that's fine. That point is clear now. That, that, that's yes. all right. So, yeah, you, you were going still explaining the processes going forward. And then we then, okay, that says, mm. even uh, there the are other NGOs. Let me give an example of ANOVA. It is our NGO, which has appointed community healthcare workers, even some professional nurses, they are not in our person, but they are in direct contact with the patient. Mm. So those are the people that we are saying, we are going to, to put category five, which includes uh, our, let me look at your human resource personnel, mm. your, your, your finance, uh, people in finance, people in head office, people in the district office, they should not be prioritized because they've got personal number over and above a security guard or somebody employed by an NGO. So for us, we know we might be at loggerhead with the union, but it's just, to me, make common sense, and it's just okay. we are being let's be human enough to say we cannot protest that. So uh, in, them in, terms of, in terms of when the vaccine actually arrives in the province, we're saying in 10 days it will be ready to be transported. What is the plan there? What, what happened? What process the, is there? The plan is it gets to Petersburg Hospital. There will be direct delivery to 39 facilities. When it gets to Petersburg Hospital, we have already put up a team. Teams. Our, our, our vaccinating teams uh, is currently being trained. We have been training from last week. Mm. 
even today we are still continuing with the training. You, you are going to have a team which will be led by a professional nurse. And they will also be having a, a supportive in, enrolled nurse. Also a supportive uh, pharmacist. A supportive admin class. Okay. We don't want the nurse to do admin work. Mm. And a sec- supporting security guard who will also be p- uh, protecting. Mm. Now, what will they will be doing, you will go in, we're going to put a tent, small tent or get an open space uh, these are healthcare workers. Remember, we're starting with our own. The, the, the let's come, the anesthetist come, or the physician who's working in COVID ward. They will come in, register with the admin class, with the community healthcare worker collecting their data. They go into the vaccination room. The professional nurse, after doing all what they want to do, vaccinate you, get into the, the data capture, capture your details, mm. because we're going to be using the electronic system to capture you. Mm. And and when once you are done, that is. So if you look at how we plan this, you have got around a 200 of those professional nurses who will be needing. So basically, you'll be having 200 vaccinators mm. with uh, other support. Yeah. So multiply it. We're saying we will start waking at six in the morning up until uh, six to eight in the evening, so that we can cater even the night staff. They should be vaccinated. So the, the 44,000 that we're talking about has already been identified, they are already known, they already know. I've, I've given you the categories. Yeah, no, no, I've the categories the are categories. fine. I mean, uh, so we already we know, know in, in hospital, it's, it's these people, they've been identified, they know in this date they'll be expected Look, to come. We already know mm. who are people who are working, who are intubating, who are doing anesthetics, who are the ENT surgeons, who are the dentists, people at the high risk. At category 1A, we already know. Okay. People at category 5, we already know. So we know that that is why we are saying we want to use this issue of categories because mm. if we don't use, you are going to find yourself having vaccinated a finance manager, but you have your own uh, security guards not vaccinated or your own nurses not being vaccinated. So is the- we want people who are in contact with the patient to be vaccinated first. Is the 44,000... 000- uh, plus the share that we're getting from national from the from the million or we're getting more the, from the million mm. 44,500 has been allocated to me as an employer of 44,500 employees of the department of health mm. these have been picked up from PESA. there are employees who are employed by net care for instance mm. they are healthy the workers employed by MediClinic. There are also health workers who are independent practitioners, mm. self-employed. Mm. Those have been allocated separately because here we are talking about employees who have not yet gone to phase two when we are dealing with the public. We are starting with employees. So each and every employer has been given their own. So I'm just saying, why security might not be my direct employees, but yeah. they are still within our facility. Now those in the to address that number, those so in the, yeah, yeah. 500 mm. that we, the vaccines were given. Mm. We have made a submission that we also have the following categories, which are not necessarily part of the person uh, of the personal system. Yeah. Yeah. These are your security guards. I've spoken about uh, if it's some areas where they outsource the cleaning services, you might find that cleaners are also yes, part yes, of that. Yes. Just that we don't have such in our province. So when you have those. You, they must also be included. In Popo, we've got an access which we need of 6,000 
a vaccine already that must come for those who are not in the personal but dealing with the patient directly. That is on top of the 44,000. The 6,000 you're referring to, is it on top of the 45,000? We are saying on top of the 44,500, we have made a request of another extra 6,000. Okay. And then. Because there would be already that shortfall of 6,000. That is why I'm saying we are not going to vaccinate according to the person that we are given. Okay. We are going to vaccinate you according to the proximity you have towards patients. And in terms of the private sector how is that going to work you were saying an employer is given the number of those the employer is responsible for and the you, you, of course you're not necessarily responsible for those in the private sector but in the health sector as well how is that going to work they have been given their 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 number mm. of the vaccines that they will need for those employed in their facilities because net care for instance mm. A, 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 a South Africa, They've, a CEO would have been given uh, the number of vaccines of people employed with Netcare, and he will divide according to all his branches in the count. The same will go to medicine. I'm just simplifying. Yeah, y- yes. So that is I pretty much then, phase one for Limpopo then? Sorry? Is that everything you have explained, we've touched on now? That is the summary of phase one this for this Limpopo. The summary of phase one, which mm. we will further say mm. in the public health. Mm. We will say one vaccinator will vaccinate between 50 and 100 mm. per day. So if they do that, we multiply 200 vaccinators by that mm. uh, 50 or 500 or, or 100 a day. Yeah. We will, within two weeks, have covered all our healthcare workers who need to be vaccinated, who the vaccines that will mm. receive. That is phase one. And then moving to phase and then phase one, they would have received only the first dose. Yeah. Not the second dose. Mm. So the second dosage, because last week when we talked, I said we can't give you information because we don't know what type of yeah. a vaccine we are receiving. Now mm. that we know we are receiving the uh, Oxford AstraZeneca. Mm. It, it's saying uh, when you go through it, it's saying you must get the first vaccine. Mm. Uh, the second, the interval for the second vaccine must be between four and twelve weeks. Okay. And the recommendation where they are saying they've seen efficacy mm. uh, being very high, mm. uh, it's, it's when you are giving it the second dosage between 8 and 12 weeks. Now, if you look at 12 weeks, for instance, mm, mm. it is three months from now. Yeah. So three months, we might have even started with the phase two by then. To get the, so the 44,500 mm. is just the first dose. Okay. It's not the complete dosages. So we are still expecting another for the healthcare workers. Okay. Now, in, in between, we would have started with the phase two and you know that phase two also must look at other essential uh, workers mm. uh, essential workers your police also who are at a high risk because yeah, on yes. a daily basis they are working that your traffic officers for me they are also at very high risk and all these target populations that you are also going to look at people under uh, above 60 years 
those with comorbidities, uh, even so, those who are... So basically following what the National Department has prescribed as to how that goes in the faces. That's what, that's what is going to happen. Yeah. They, they always give us our the guidelines mm. and then we develop our strategy based on that particular guideline. So, but for now, the focus is on those who are directly dealing with patients. Okay. Thank you very much, MEC. Good evening to you. Thank you. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.